When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Wednesday, January 26th. It is Jerome Powell Day. That's a big thing that a lot of people are um, waiting for uh, this afternoon is Powell will speak after the two-day Fed meeting. Uh, we'll get... The, the question is, will he indicate that the Fed is actually going to raise? Everybody, I think it was a 90% chance that, that everybody thinks in March... <clears throat> The Fed will do its first rate hike. Um, it probably will start its quantitative eating, easing as well, which is taking money out of the market. So you get that double whammy, and that's particularly been why the uh, the markets have been down for the past couple of days. Not the reason, you know, you've got multiples and things like that. But today, significant, significant opening. Um, it looks like you've got Apple up two and a half percent in the pre-market the arcs are up two and three four percent in the pre-market um baba up two percent in in the pre-market you've got DraftKings up seven percent in the pre-market um a lot of the uh talk yesterday was about microsoft if you remember i said if you can get microsoft under 290 i think it was a good buy today microsoft's trading at 302 after their earnings the earnings were good um they weren't out of the park good. What was interesting was it was Microsoft trades on Azure and Azure is a cloud um, cloud portion of Microsoft. What they've been seeing is that they've been taking market share away from uh, AWS, Amazon Web Services, <clears throat> and they wanted to see that continue at a rate, I think, of 48%. I think they grew it somewhere in the neighborhood of um, 43%, somewhere in that neighborhood. But it wasn't a huge blowout. It wasn't a disappointment. The, the the divisions that were growing within Microsoft were the wrong divisions. Um, so it was very good, but it was the wrong divisions. Um, Boeing earnings this morning seem to have not necessarily pushed the market, but they haven't pulled the market either. Um, there were tons and tons of charges. Uh, and that's what Boeing essentially needed to do. So I, I don't think this kills the stock, but um, when you can buy Boeing at around 208, it looks like it's it's trading at now. Um, I, I don't think you know five years from now you'll be upset. I don't think you know ten years from now you'll be upset. Six months from now, could it go back down to 180? Perhaps there could be more bad news in that 787 Dreamliner. Um, AT and T really blew out earnings this morning. Um, for the, uh, a company their size with their lack of growth, um, you're looking at a, a 2% move in the market. And when I look at AT&T um, in Finviz, they are a PE ratio. Um, look at Active Trader Pro. Um, the P, by the way, the PE ratio of Boeing, uh, they're not making money. PE ratio of uh, AT&T is, oh, it's all off. Um, but they're making 12 cents per, per share. It's not much. 
They didn't mention the dividend. I think that may be why they're we're kind of, you know, going. One of the other things that I was listening to uh, this morning about um, earnings was that TQQQ, some of the levered ETFs. Um, is this the bottom of the NASDAQ? And you're seeing TQQQ up pretty major, um, 5 6%. It's a levered um, thing. So think of it this way. For every move that you're going to go up, you're going to go down as well. So that's a trading platform in my mind is that you're, you're trying to get either the ups or the downs. It's similar to SQQQ, which is a short of the, the triple Qs. This is a TQQQ, which will go up as well. Um, you've got, uh, oh, by the way, one other thing about AT&T. They said there was strength in the HBO Max numbers, which was interesting because um, if you remember, Netflix crashed the market last week. Based on their weakness, um, the strength in HBO Max tells me that Disney probably is a buy at this rate. Um, let's look at Disney because Disney is uh, they have their uh, their uh, Disney Plus service. They're trading at about 138 right now. Um, when you look at this uh, PE ratio, they're 123. But when you think about it with their growth, um, when things kind of get a little bit more back to normal, you get, uh, you know, not that they're not normal now. Uh, I think Disney is pretty packed at the parks, but their uh, streaming service has, it, it was pulled forward, it, it seemed, but they probably are going to see an increased um, stock price just based on some of their earnings because I do think Disney Plus, it's a good service. If you don't have it, I don't particularly pay for it, and I don't have it. Their target market is a little bit younger than I am, but. Um, it's not a bad service. I still think Netflix is the king. HBO Max would be my second, um, you know, with uh, probably Disney Plus uh, and then Hulu. Uh, Amazon, eh, I never find anything on Amazon. But um, one of the other things that, that kind of this morning was Corning. Um, if you haven't said the um, Corning is a company that does uh, display services and kind of... <clears throat> um, other things, if you think of Corning Ware and stuff like that, their P-E ratio is 37, but they had super earnings, and they are up almost 10% uh, at 38. They closed at around 35. Um, they had great guidance, and their earnings were good. Again, when you have good guidance and your earnings are good, you're going to go up. Uh, I never usually play um, earnings. Last year, a few years ago, I did, but today I wouldn't play earnings. Um, when you look at the chips and the semis, they are up. They probably just because they've been beaten down. Nvidia um, is one that I, I talk about a lot. Their PE ratio is 68. Uh, they are looking at a significant move open, two to three percent, just like the rest of the Nasdaq. But it's uh, closed at 223 yesterday. It's going to open up at 233. A lot of that probably is due to Texas Instruments last night re um, released their earnings and they were good. Um, again, if you want to see more about the Texas Instruments, I, I, I tell you to go to FinViz and, and look at all of the news articles, finviz.com. Um, uh, but all of the chips and everything are up today. When you're, when you're trading today, one of the things that, that you should do is you Vixie. Uh, if you remember for the past few days, I've been saying, let's trade you Vixie. Uh, you Vixie is one that when, um, Essentially, when the market is going down, 
uh, Uvixi will go up. The inverse of that is XVixi, S-V-X-Y. And when the market's going up, the SVixi will go down and Uvixi will go down. It's similar to UCO and SCO. Um, both of those are good things. I think you can make money in the market. Again, you're gambling. Today is a gamble just because Trome Powell's coming out and you don't know what he's going to do. Most likely he'll he'll walk the line and, and not necessarily confirm that there's a the rate hike, but he will probably point towards that. Um, but uh, if he says something out of line, you could see the market dip. He, if he says there's no, there probably isn't going to be a rate hike in March, get ready. Um, I think that that the market will immediately explode on that one. Um, one of the things that, that I typically do in these kinds of times is uh, I don't necessarily play oil. Uh, I will play the stock market. Again, you're looking for volatility. You're looking for ups and downs if you're a trader. Um, that's what you're looking for. If you're looking for um, something where uh, things are just kind of running flat, in my mind, that's an investment. If you're really looking for a trading stock, that's a uh, a trade. So there, there's differences in that one. Um, let me look at some of the big movers from yesterday. Okay, sorry about that. Had to pause it. Dog came in. Uh, you may have heard the, the little nails coming in. She needed to be put into bed. So... Um, if you want to look, uh, one of the places that I go is investing.com. They have a great little front website for pre-market active stocks, pre-market top gainers. Um, a lot of those have significant volatility. Just be careful on, on some of these. You're seeing in the top movers, you typically see Apple in the pre-market most active stocks. You typically see Tesla in there. Um, you will see Microsoft just today because they are, uh, they had earnings. They're up 5%. Um, and again, if you grab that one at 289 yesterday, like I did, you're probably doing very, very well. Um, Nvidia is up just under 5% at 233. Uh, Tesla is one that we should talk about. So Tesla, I, I do have a stake in Tesla. Um, I tell other people. I think you're you're smart in investing in Tesla. Um, the the danger of Tesla is that their PE ratio is 300. Um, they are significantly overvalued. Uh, nobody knows why they're valued at that. You know, professionals don't know why they're valued at that rate. But there are diehards who just don't sell. And Elon Musk owns a bunch of shares. He typically doesn't sell. Last year he had to sell because of tax liability stuff. Um, but Tesla is one that you can play. I mean, you know, does that one run from 800? I made the mistake one time of uh, selling at 400 pre five to one split in August of last year. So I don't know. I, in, my, in my opinion, I think Tesla is one that, that you should be in. You should start um, positions in. I think you should hold it, sell it when it gets uncomfortable for you. Uh, and, but it's one that's going to include some volatility, so it's a good trade per se. Let's look at SoFi. SoFi is a, a uh, financial stock that just got a bank charter and they a few days ago and they popped up. Um, they're at 13, 13.20, so they'll be up this morning as well. Um, I don't have much for you. The, the guidance today would be uh, sit on your hands. You never buy on an up day. 
um, unless you're trading. Um, some of these stocks may see a significant move to the upside. Um, I don't think that we're done going down. What you typically see in crashes, um, recessions, crashes, whatever you want to call it, you will see these pops. So when the, the market gets oversold, um, you're going to see a move up. Today, uh, I think you're seeing tech earnings um, and some of the guidance that they've given uh, give support to a move up. Uh, but that's only because we're so far down. Now, another good indication or, or kind of guidance for you is um, a lot of people have been buying into this. Uh, a lot of professionals have been buying into this market thinking, hey, uh, it's a good time to buy for long term. Um, that is probably true. Uh, I don't think that you're looking at a 20, 30% downside from, from this level. I think at most you're looking probably at a 10% move to the downside. Um, so in, in, you know, five, 10 years, are you upset that you bought 10% higher than you did? Probably not. You're probably not monitoring your, your long-term investments like Apple. Um, let's see what's Apple trading at. Apple trade is at 163 right now. Would you be upset if, if I told you, you know, um, that it went from 140 down to 120 and you bought at 130? Um, you know, before the, the bottom, you can't time the market on things like that. Find yourselves good stocks, um, build your portfolio to a core position, and then trade maybe 20% of your, your portfolio. Um, I, I typically break my, my portfolio up into um, three, three realms. Um, don't touch, meaning that I'll sell it for tax purposes if it gets too much or, or it becomes too much overweight of my portfolio. Um, the middle portion is usually six months to a year, and I'll reevaluate and readjust and reallocate in that portion. And then the the other portion of my uh, my portfolio is trade it. I don't care if I hold it long term. I don't care if I hold it a day. I don't care if I hold it a week. If I think that it's going to go down, um, I typically will move it. And that is my. Uh, what I use my algorithm on TrendSpider for. If you don't know TrendSpider, it is uh, the best charting software out there. It is phenomenal. It is, you use it and you learn from it. Um, they are great on Twitter. Uh, Dan and, and Jay, Jake are uh, fantastic on Twitter. Um, they do guidance. You can learn a lot from them. Um, you can watch their YouTube videos on MACD, on RSI, on all of their little indicators that they use. Uh, I love them. We have a MACD uh, uh, algorithm that we use to try and see when these uh, stocks are buys based on a MACD cross-up um, and some other things. Right now, Tesla is not a MACD cross-up. Let's see about Apple. Um, uh, Apple is not a MACD cross-up, but it's getting close. Amazon was one that a lot of people were getting rid of the other day. Um, that is nowhere near a MACD cross-up. Uh, the ARC funds, probably not. <clears throat> a lot of these, typically for a MACD cross-up, it takes a few days for the stock to actually do what's called a MACD cross-up. I know Binatech, um, BNTX, I think is what it is. Binatech yesterday had a MACD cross-up on our algorithm. I got an alert about that one. Um, if you look at this one, it is significantly down. Um, it's selling at about one, the algorithm said 156.50 was the buy. 
So um, if I bring it back, if I bring the volume indicator back here, yeah, it looks like it bounced off a volume shelf. Um, there's a gap between 180 and 195 that looks like it might need to be filled um, on the way up at some point. So you're looking at um, the RSI is at 30. So it, it's probably a good buy, BioNTech, BNTX. But again, I don't know too much about the company. Let's go and see on Finviz, BNTX. I know my some of my family trades this one. Um, their PE is four, <clears throat> so it's probably not a bad. Let me make sure that's right. BNTX on active trader pro. Yeah, their PE ratio is four. Um, let's see if what news they have. Um, <clears throat> BioNTech and Pfizer are looking at a Omicron uh, targeted vaccine. Probably why it bumped up uh, over the past couple of days and why we got a MACD cross up is because the news on that Omicron one. But BioNTech is one that, uh, again, if you're playing the vaccine, BioNTech, Moderna, let's look at mRNA on our algorithm, if they have a cross-up at all. Um, they do not have a cross-up, but it is super, super close. This is one, though, I will tell you, uh, the RSI is at 25 so it's significantly oversold. This is Moderna mRNA is a stock that was trading at around 400. Um, today it's trading at 158. Uh, I don't think that you're looking at significant upside on this one. I think you're still getting hurt on this one because I think the vaccines, um, the, the, the P ratio on this one is nine. The problem with Moderna is the one horse pony right now. Uh, they have said they can uh, affect other um, viruses and other uh, treat other diseases with mRNA, but they haven't shown that. Um, they basically created the, the COVID vaccine, and that's what they're selling on. Um, as COVID becomes more of a annual booster, they'll still have um, uh, revenues, but until they become more than a one-horse pony, uh, that's kind of it. So Moderna is one that I trade. I don't own it. I trade it. Uh, I haven't bought it in a while because it's been quite a downswing. Um, I think the last time I actually traded it was October. Um, didn't make a lot of money. Lost some money. Made some money, I think, you know, in a few trades. But it was one that was swinging uh, from November. It swung all the way when you could, you could buy it a couple of times in the 200s and it would swing up to 350 a couple of times. But when I look at the algorithm, it's not a buy. It's not a MACD crossover. It looks like it's going to be. Um, and that's probably because the past couple of days they've had some stuff. Um, you're looking at energy today. Energy is up. Uh, pretty much everything's up. I mean, the market's going to be up. If you can um, sit on your hands and wait for another down day, I think you're going to have more opportunity to buy these stocks at a lower price. Uh, if you're trading, trade away. That's it for today. I'll have a little more in-depth uh, stuff for you tomorrow. But wow, natural gas is up 7% in, in pre-market looking at the energy stock. Again, uh, UCO, if you want natural gas, I can find some natural gas um, uh, momentum stocks like UCO and, and SCO. Um, in fact, it's funny. Let me look at the algorithm UCO. Because UCO, even though it pulled back a little bit, 
Um, yeah, see, it doesn't have a sell, doesn't have a buy. It has a buy on November 20th. Um, it's $78. You could have bought that one. It's at 107 right now. Let's look at uh, SCO, if SCO has any kind of thing. Um, ooh, they just had an entry um, into it at January 21st at about $10. So the algorithm's saying SEO has a way up. It hasn't sold out of that position, but it does look like... I, again, I would play... If you're going long-term, I would say UCO is the one to go because I think once uh, oil hits that $100, you buy it today. Once oil hits that $100, I think you'd see a positive spike on that one. But I don't know how much you actually have uh, to go up there. Um... Uh, here's a natural gas boil um, B-O-I-L this is a natural gas uh, ultra okay here is we're good okay see you tomorrow